Hi there, pageant world. I hope you are enjoying your Christmas period. I hope that Santa bought you all the sparkly heels and all the gifts. And, and also thank you for those who have opened up my book for Christmas. Um, I'm so happy that you have it. Uh, and still available to buy. <laughs> Let's get that plug in. Um, it's been a while since I've done a podcast episode for Sparkles and Rhinestones. And that's because my life has been falling apart. Um, you know, how it goes in 2020. Uh, no, of course I suffered um, with losing my Roxy. Uh, and then I was ill of tonsillitis. And honestly, so much has happened. And then Christmas. So other lockdowns, different tears, it's real tears, <laughs> uh, lots of things have happened, so um, we did of course hold pageant con, so thank you for those who bought their ticket, we raised £400, which all goes to Mind UK, an amazing charity, especially for this year, um, and it was great, it was so informative, we went through so many different subjects from so many different experts, um, like social media, press, uh, pageant interview, pageant platform, sponsorship, um, styling, different dresses, swimwear, um, goal setting, like everything you could think of, we had it. Um, and from loads of different es- experts as well. Um, so I just want to thank all the guest speakers because you were incredible. Um, and I really wish I could have enjoyed it more myself, but I was so ill on that weekend. It was the worst weekend (laughs) to have tonsillitis. And it really hit me on that week, um, which is always fun. (laughs) But I digress. I was so happy with all the feedback. And wow, Pageant Con will be happening as an actual event, whether it's 2021 or 2022. Pageant Con, we're coming for you. Uh, So... I wanted to dive in to some interview like techniques and things like that. Now, I will be recording um, a podcast episode where I will go through different pageant questions and leave enough time for you to answer them yourself. So it will be a interview tool for you to use. So you can use that um, to do interview practice and you'll have someone there speaking. Of course, you don't get the real benefit of someone talking back to you as in like giving you your feedback and stuff but it's a great tool to practice we already have something like this on my youtube channel um i don't upload anything to youtube channel i think there's like maybe two or three different videos and there's like private videos for um my clients like there's a little practice and stuff and in 2021 i would hopefully like to do more on that um but i feel like a podcast is enough (laughs) i mean i just finished the book a couple of months ago so let's not go too ahead of ourselves um (laughs) um but yes so there will be something like that coming on but i wanted to discuss some interview because although um things have happened in 2020 and a lot of events have been pushed back and a lot of things have happened where the one thing we can still do is um interview coaching like we can still do our interview training that's one thing that you can do anywhere before the pandemic hit um when I first started opening up my pageant coaching books to more than just the Vulture girls and to some select girls um 
I decided to just do virtual sessions because, you know, it saves the travelling for a start. And um, this was, gosh, May 2019, I think I started. Um, So I've been doing it over a year or so now. Yep, over a year. That's a (laughs) good observation there, Hannah. Um, But we did it before the pandemic. But of course, now a lot of people have had to adapt. And that's how we're doing a lot of interview training. Uh, but this is somewhere where you could do it at home, do it by yourself, you know, stay in your PJs, whatever you're wearing in this lockdown, I am not judging you. So, when I was doing my pageant con talk, we were talking about um, different questions and how to turn a negative into a positive. So, there are some questions in pageantry. Now, we do have an interview podcast Um the first episode but I still want to talk about different aspects of the interview and loads of things it was just a general overview so now we're going to get a little bit deeper into it so one thing that a lot of girls have when we do the feedback from their sessions is I don't want to sound too negative in my interview or I don't want to bring it down um, or they say something and I'd be like oh let's not keep it negative let's keep it positive because you want to change your negatives into positive because you only have three minutes, you don't want it to be a negative situation, that's how they're thinking, you want it to be positive, you want them to know all the amazing stuff you've been doing, all the amazing stuff that you plan to do, and just all about you, how amazing you are, because that's what your interview is about, it's hyping you up, it's hyping you up to be the next queen. Um, And this always brings me back to my second ever pageant. So my second ever pageant was Miss Great Britain Heat, for Miss Bristol City. Um, now, this was before it changed owners. Uh, so this is before. Now it's got an amazing team behind it. But this was 2010. It was a questionable heat at best. Um, mainly for me, because I just didn't know what I was doing. So although it could have run really well, there are a few things that I didn't agree with on the final. Um, but <clears throat> we all had an interview and we were discussing things, and I think they said something, and I said about talking French, I think they said, can you speak different languages, and I said, um, I have a GCSE in French, however, I am not the, like, most fluent at French, um, I'm not very good with languages, but I love learning about them, um, and, then they asked about like your links to Bristol. Now, the reason I was in Bristol and not Swindon is because I was told there was no Swindon heat. However, I then found out there was a Swindon. Hence, <laughs> a few months later, there was the, who's the real Miss Swindon? Because there was a Miss Swindon, um, I think it was Swindon Town. Miss Swindon was the Miss Swindon at the time and I was Miss Swindon Galaxy um, because I entered Galaxy after that. Um, and... I said about the links of my grandfather, and they, I, as I said, it was my first, my second pageant interview, probably my first proper pageant interview, because for Miss England, we did have an interview panel, but it's more discussing of, you know, your hobbies, who you were, um, how you found out about the pageant, there was no, like, real in-depth questions as, as how it would be now, and when I, I was like, can I have my feedback? Because they're like, oh, if you want feedback, stay back at the end. And I did. And they were told that I was too negative about my weaknesses. And, um, like, if I'd win, I'd have been travelling. 
all around the world and that would put me at a weakness um which I questioned but you know I said these people had years of experience in the pageant industry I'm not sure about the judges but the person who was telling me had years of experience um then she also said that my hair looked crispy so <laughs> I wasn't really um happy about that um, especially the the knock to my confidence however I said I entered um I entered uh, uh, Miss Galaxy, that's the first year, it was, it changed to England, Wales and Scotland, and now of course it's changed back to UK, um, that was the first year, so it's all exciting, and yeah, I um, I really enjoyed that experience, it was very overwhelming for me, very overwhelming, but I really enjoyed it, and you know, as you go through pageantry, you learn a lot more. There, as I said, there was no coaches back then, as far as I knew. I think the first coach, Rachel, was 2013. Um, so I'd been in pageantry for years by then. Uh, so negatives. You don't want to be putting negatives in there. And some questions will bring that on there. So the questions that will draw you to a negative will be, if you could change one thing about this pageant, what would it be? Another one would be, if you were unlucky to not win tonight, who would you like to be see crown as why and why so let's first discuss the question of if you could change anything about this pageant what would it be and in the book we discuss this a bit more as well so there are some things that you can do to avoid going negative um so you can deflect the question um so if you can't think of anything that you would change that is not negative um (laughs) you can then deflect the question so basically if you're thinking too if you overthink this question it's going to get in your head and you're going to say something negative however if you can't think of anything negative this is when you then focus on the positives of the pageant you could say i wouldn't change anything about this pageant because when i was researching a system this was a system that really stood out to me. I loved the charity element. I loved all the exciting things that are happening in the interlary. I can't even pronounce that word. Interlary. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll go past that. Um, I'd never say that word in, in my pageant interview. Don't make me say it. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you can't say a word, avoid it. Um, try something else. This is where I look in a thesaurus and go, oh, okay. Um, checklist. You know list of today's um however i digress you know talk about the positives of the system and why you went to and then that's when you can then link to something you've done or link in something that you will do so you so for example you could say one of the reasons i entered is because of the charity element and with this i was able to raise over two thousand pounds for the chosen charity and i did that through you know fundraising days and online campaigns and i really enjoyed that and i'd love to carry that on if i was a queen um so i wouldn't change anything about this pageant because i've enjoyed my time as a finalist so there you've deflected the negativity straight away um which is always great um (laughs) so you want to avoid negative statement and instead talk about the reasons why you entered the system. Because if you've not been asked in the interview, like, why you entered, um, this is your chance to say why you entered. And if you have been asked, you can then reference what you've already said, you know, uh, to go, as, as, as stated 
um, at the start, I really wanted to showcase my abilities to be able to be pageant queen and to do this and that. Um, if you did want to change something about the pageant, there's a way of saying it without being negative. <laughs> so let's say, I always hear this a lot, um, if I would change one thing, I want everyone to be winners, you know, um, everyone gets a crown, everyone gets to go to America, I would love that. You can make it into a kind of a jokey thing, but also talk about like the sisterhood, you can say about your positive experiences, and once again, negative, change to a positive. Um, so you can say, you know, I've enjoyed my time, I've enjoyed getting to know all my finalists, I can't wait um, for us to do more stuff after the finals and meet up, um, that's one of the reasons why I love pageantries because I've got to know so many different amazing girls from all over the UK. Um, another thing you could say about adding more stuff in, you know, because you could say rather than being a one-day final, I'd love this to be a two-day final, um, and vice versa. If the finals are like two, three days, you could say. I would love for this to be a one-day event um, and maybe meet up a month before, two months before, and have those um, celebrations instead because it means you get to know the girls on the lead-up and you get to get excited about the finals together. Um, so then when you have that one day of finals, you know, it, it's like you've already met each other, you've already had that bonding. Um, once again, turning a negative into a positive. There's one thing that could be seen as negative. This is when there's a chosen charity and you haven't fundraised for it. Um, or, you know, you fundraise a little bit, but there's not really a personal connection. Now, you can turn this negative into a positive. Now, I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, I have entered pageants where they've had a chosen charity and the charity just hasn't aligned with what I promote as a pageant queen it's not to say that it's not an amazing charity and I have fundraised for them however it's also a really good thing to think of that you are not judged on how much you fundraise for that chosen charity that is not going against you a lot of pageants will have like now, and this is where you need to look and read the terms and conditions, because some might say you have to raise a minimum amount of money for the chosen charity. However, other pageants will have this as an option, because there is, of course, a Miss Charity Award. And if you want to win that award, girl, go for it. Honestly, um, it is a nice award. Same with the appearances when they have Miss Publicity. Um, I am truly gutted that my next pageant doesn't have a publicity section, because... I would love to have won that because I've always made sure that I like, get myself out there. And of course, it's Corona time, so uh, it's not been the best, but I've still been doing a lot of stuff anyway online with my podcast, with my charity work. Um, so regardless of all of that, if you want to do that, it's fine. But remember, it's just a sideboard. What matters is what you do so if there is a couple of appearances that you really have loved and want to talk about that's what you're going to bring into your interview if there's charity events that you've loved and done that's what you're going to bring into your interview you're not going to bring in anything else so if you wanted to just say that you want to fundraise for your own charity and that's if i get this question that would be something i'd want to say you know if i could choose anything it would be that we could um, if i could change anything it would be that we'd fundraise for our own charity because although i love the charity 
um, that we are fundraising for, they do incredible work. For me personally, uh, being a southerner, um, it's very hard to gain interest here in my local area. However, a lot of people here have suffered with mental health and a lot of people um, have used the services that I fundraise for. So and then I would go on about what I've done for the charity and what I plan to do and also just hype up the amazingness that pageant girls have done with charity work. So as I said, there's a way of changing the negative into a positive. So let's go on to the question of if you didn't win, who would you pick as a winner? Um, and this is also um why should we pick you over everyone else? So they kind of interlink. So the first thing is I always say, and this can be conflicting with different pageant coaches. However, I always say to my girls, if someone asks you who should win apart from yourself, if you then say someone else's name and talk about the amazing things that they've done, you're deflecting the interview from yourself and you're giving another girl time to shine in your interview, in your moment, in your three minutes, you spent 30 seconds hyping up another girl, and that can either help or hinder the girl, because these judges will then have that name in their mind, um, they might do, they might not, but they've, you know, when it gets to that girl, they go, oh, we've already heard good things, they've, they said that she did something for charity, so let's ask her about that, and you're giving her the upper hand, now, as I said, we're all sisters, the only competition is you. However, it is a competition, so you have to think. Although you are sisters of all these girls, you know, the amount of friendships I have from pageantry, you also do have to think about yourself. And your interview is the first impression you get to give the judges before you wow them with your on stage antics. So, never say anyone else's name. There are ways of how you can avoid that. Um, I won't go into too much detail with that. Um, however, I said we do discuss it in the book. Um, as a judge, whenever I ask this question, I want to hear the girls say their own name, but not in a condescending like, there's no one better than me. I don't want to hear that. There's confidence and there's being cocky. So... I have used examples in the book. Um, I'll just say one here. Okay, so this is the last one. So all of us finalists have had such big heels to fill with the current queens. If I was unlucky to not win the title tonight, whoever would take the title would be someone who's worked hard for the crown and embodied everything this pageant is. The queens have inspired me too. And then with that, I would lead to something that I've done, reference, and then say, if I was unlucky to not win tonight, um... I'd love to carry on doing what I'm doing and hopefully achieve the crown next year. Um, however, I've worked really hard this year. So I'm not putting any doubt in it. I've changed that negative. Um, I've talked about all the girls in a really good light. Now, when it goes to why should we pick you over everyone else, once again, it's the confidence over cocky. So... We we are British and we find it really hard to talk positive about ourselves and to hype up all the amazing things we do, especially in pageantry. We don't hype ourselves up enough. We really don't. It takes for someone else to do it for us, to go, oh, thank you. Um, You know, like nominating different girls for pageant girl. We used to do sparkles and rhinestones pageant girl of the week. Um, 
we might start it back up again. We start up twice and it, it goes on nominations. So I can only do what people are nominating unless I just randomly pick pageant girls, which I think is unfair. I'd rather people nominate, you know, someone who deserves it. Um, but you should be nominating yourselves. Like you should be hyping up the amazing stuff that you've done. And that's what your pageant interview is. So why should you pick you over everyone else? It's picking a quality um, that you have and talking about that. Or maybe rather than focus on negative over everyone else, it's, as I said, it start deflecting that. So if we say, why should you pick you over, over everyone else? You could say, all the girls are amazing. I would love to be the next representation of the crown because I've done this, this and this. You know, avoiding the, you should pick me over everyone else because I am this, this and this. You know, I'm the only girl to do this. I'm the only girl to do that. You don't want to get into that. Um, It's more focusing on a quality that you have, you know. I feel like I would be the best fit for the crown because I'm compassionate. Throughout my time as a finalist, I have fundraised for this charity or I've tried to help as many of my pageant sisters as I can. Focus on something. When I talk about the bullet points, this is what you focus on. You have your three bullet points and with that, you'd have a quality there. Charitable, talk about your charity work. Compassionate, talk about helping others. You know, um, resilient, talk about how you've got back from setbacks. And one advantage here for someone who has already competed in the system and come back, you have an advantage with this question. Now, a lot of people ask, do pageant, do girls that come back each year have a bigger advantage? And they do, but also they don't. So there have been girls who have entered two or three times and then one there are girls that have got closer to the title and then taken a step back. Um, so they've placed runner-up or second runner-up. Then the next year, they've not even placed at all, um, you know. Or they place in the top 10, they then place in the top five, and then the year after that, they've won. There's no, like, formula of how that happens. Now, I will use myself as an example of... When I first competed in Yummy in 2016, I came third. Um, and they only called a top two. So that was digging <laughs> afterwards, looking at feedback. Um, I entered the second year and I won. Um, it took me a year. Of course, I still, I did compete in other systems. So um, before Yummy, I competed in Catwalk Perfect and I was third once again um <laughs> narrowly missing out I did win best in interview in that one though my score was 79 out of 80 so I was really proud of that um unfortunately the best in interview wasn't um given a side award so I missed out on that I was like oh I was really depressed and then I got my feedback I was like oh actually I didn't do as bad as I thought I did um so I then competed in UK and came first runner-up but won the England title I competed in Galaxy Wales a few months later um, and I didn't place. However, I felt confident. I felt great. Um, and then <laughs> entered again for Galaxy, fell pregnant and then entered Yemi. The rest is history. Um, it takes those setbacks to, to motivate yourself. However, 
sometimes people can rely on the fact that they have been a runner-up before and they think that that automatically is going to get them into first place you don't want to be in that mindset at all and I use a great example of uh, Natalie Pav who was first runner-up to Kaylee the amazing Kaylee uh, and she came back she's seen what she needed to do she worked on it she did all those appearances she trained we went through a couple of training sessions ourselves with her um, for her interview and she won it of course she won in the worst year possible uh, for 2020 however she did win because she took the mindset of yes I placed first runner-up but I'm not going to let that runner-up placement define me I'm going to work harder and that crown will be mine and she's got that crown and fingers crossed she will get that crown in internationals I have every faith in her because she's an amazing queen I have so much respect and love for her um but the same goes for first runner-up Dion Dion a beautiful soul absolutely beautiful soul she is competed in galaxy it would be a fourth time now i'm thinking but she's gone she's moved up from top 10 to top five to first runner up next year will she take the crown i hope so with a lot of help um and not a lot of help though because she's incredible anyways but she knows what she needs to work on and she's doing it she's getting coaching she knows she's working on her outfits and that's what you should take in with every pageant you do you don't think about your past you go straight in there and work on what your weaknesses are and what you want to do that's how I'm looking at even though I have won pageants in the past I've also not won I've not placed you know I have the whole range of experiences (laughs) um so if now and I said I always go off on a tangent on that with this question of if you were unlucky to not win, who would you like to win or why should you win? You can say, I've come back from competing. This is my second year or this is my third year. I've reflected on my past experiences. I've improved myself. I've made sure that I've done this or I've done that. You know, I really want this crown. And if I was unable to take the crown, I'd come back again and again and again until you don't want me anymore because I truly believe that this is my crown this is my dream crown and I hate the phrase this is my dream crown to win this is my dream pageant unless you really do believe that because a lot of people will say that for each pageant they enter and it's a dream to win it's a dream to win it's a dream to have a crown but is this your dream crown is this what you want to be defined as now I will admit I will admit that for Yemi, the first year I entered, it was not my dream crown. And that's why I didn't win. It was not mine to win. It was Sarah's. And I'm so happy that Sarah did win because she had an amazing year. She came back as Queen of Queens. I've got to spend so many years of her as well because she crowned me Queen of Queens. We competed against each other. Um, The first year, like, it's, yeah, it's incredible, like, how things progress with that but yummy was my dream crown to win when i won it It, when i went into that final it was the crown or nothing like that was my attitude also i was pregnant so i wanted to you know like if i wasn't going to win like i wasn't going to compete until after she was born um instead i got to be a queen for that year um which was great 
and then going to internationals like right I want to win this and it wasn't my year to win that year I was second runner-up I love a good third place um (laughs) let's touch word that's not happen next year however I wanted to go back and I always said that the two crowns I wanted to win at internationals was either young Ms international or young Miss international spokesmodel those were the two crowns I wanted to win. So when I placed third again at Yami, I wasn't too fussed. I was happy. Then, of course, me and Dominique holding hands. Um, I was first runner-up. I uh, oh. took the owl, <laughs> as they say. You know, I had Dominique. She worked so hard for it. I was so happy that she got crowned. Obviously, Sam got crowned as well. And then, of course, the last crown to be crowned was Young Miss International Spokesmodel because that was the highest score overall in the YMI. Um, and that was my title. And that was my dream title. And I will say that that was my dream crown to win. I had envisioned that moment. I had to look at that gold crown every day for a year in Penelope's um, room. Because, of course, she won BMI. And that was the same crown as that, the gold one. And that was my dream crown to win. But why are you competing again, Hannah? Why? Because I want to challenge myself. I want to prove that I still have what it takes in this pageant industry. And also, I do have other dreams. You know, I've always wanted to be a part of the pageant girl system. I am too old for <laughs> teen great friend. I'm too old. And I think I will be too old for pageant girl UK by the time I'm eligible. Um... So yeah, <laughs> uh, and Galaxy, I may return to Galaxy at some point, but for me right now, internationals is not in my um, pageant plan. Like I've done two years of internationals um, back to back. I would love to go out there again, obviously to visit, um, as I was meant to hand over, but honestly, it's a big massive pressure cooker with a young toddler um i would rather win at a national fingers crossed win at a national and um you know represent nationally and uk's national miss is a new pageant so i'm very excited um and that's how when you look at your goals you look at what you want to achieve so there are so many different international pageants pageants that go to internationals of course you do have yemi galaxy diamond um you know, and there are great national pageants as well. Miss Inspiration, UK's National Miss. You, of course, have Miss Pageant Girl. Um, you have so many different pageants that can lead you to wherever. So when you go into interview and think, why do you want to win? Why should you win it over everyone else? To deflect that negativity and focus on the reasons why you entered. Focus on that positivity. Um, so I hope, um, <laughs> apart from the little deviant parts that we went off like it's never a straight line there's always branches of we're going on to different pageant subjects but it's nice to talk about stuff like this again I feel like I've been really out in the pageant loop um this past month and I'm, I'm slowly getting my way back and I'm also procrastinating because there's something I need to do <laughs> something I need to do and I will do it tonight it will get done um but if you are looking to get your pageant 
edge to improve your pageant game. We, of course, do pageant coaching as well as we have the pageant book. So the Autumn Pageant Handbook is available to buy at £25 plus £3 posted packaging. Um, and eventually I will get it onto Amazon. But for me personally, I do like knowing who the book goes to because I can get to write a little personal note on there. I can discuss, um, if you're in a pageant system, I can discuss little things for you. Um, and just help. I just like that. It's just the personal touch, isn't it? Um, but we do do pageant coaching. So we have three different packages. Um, we have the single session, which is 45 minutes, and that's £15. That's done via video call. And we can discuss interview, but we also discuss platform as well. Or, you know, real pageant goals. What do you want to get out of pageantry? Because... If you're unsure on a pageant platform or unsure of why you want to win, rather than just bombard you with questions, we will dive into that. We will discuss it. There's no set formula for each session. It could be different for any pageant girl. So the next one we have is the free sessions, which is £37.50, which works out £12.50 per session. Your first session is always 45 minutes and then it goes to half an hour sessions. Um... And then we have the five pack, which is £50, which makes each session £10. Um, once again, 45 minutes with a half an hour. Now, those two, you get an ebook, which is like an interview prep book. So where you can plan your platform, your Queen's project. It's something small, but, you know, and stuff where you can keep your feedback. However, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we would have released the ultimate pageant um workbook that goes hand in hand with the handbook but also we'll have a year's diary in there um but I'm going to make an option of just the workbook or workbook with diary as well fingers crossed I have done this by now so if if you're listening and it's not released oh just message me like hurry up girl (laughs) it should be um but we have those coaching there. We do do face-to-face. However, I'm not going to promote the face-to-face at the moment because with everything that's happening with all these different tiers, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> um, but if your pageant is, you know, September, October, November, we will be doing um, face-to-face sessions. And if there's enough interest in your town, we will be able to travel to you. Um, so I am looking to actually go to Scotland finally fingers crossed Wales is not too far for me at all um and of course we do have an amazing venue here in Swindon um where we've got loads of space to walk so thank you for listening to this podcast thank you for all the love and support you've given Sparkles and Rhinestones over the past few years but especially for 2020 um please don't be a stranger if you want a message about different pageant topics if you want a little bit of advice that's what we are here for we are on instagram at sparkles and rhinestones uk and on facebook at sparkles and rhinestones thank you so much and have a good rest of 2020 as far as we can (laughs) eat lots of chocolate think about 2021 another time